Welcome to the new Docs in a Pod presented by WellMed. Over the next half hour, Docs in a Pod will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts Dr. Tamika Perry and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well-being. And now, here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Tamika Perry. Well, hello there, and thanks for joining us on Docs in a Pod. We come to you every week with a discussion of health and wellness issues as they affect Medicare-eligible seniors and others. My name is Ron Aaron, and our special guest today, Dr. Ruth Adele, with a great topic. It is summertime, and wherever you live in the great United States of America or elsewhere, hot, hot, hot would be the rule of thumb, and all kinds of climate change bringing bugs you never saw before, birds you never saw before, and plants you never saw before. We're going to deal with that, looking at summer first aid kits. Dr. Adele practices in her hometown at the USMD Burleson Clinic in Burleson, Texas. She earned her medical degree from the University of North Texas Health Science Center in Fort Worth, completed her residency at the Medical Center and Research Foundation in Waco. Dr. Adele is board certified in family medicine. Ruth's been married to her high school sweetheart for 25 years. In her free time, she loves to design and make jewelry loves to garden, care for her children, and a whole lot of chickens. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. Dr. Adele, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Ron. Glad to be here. What led you into medicine as opposed to agriculture? You sound like a budding 4-H member. (laughs) Well, I was back in high school. Um, I actually thought I would get a degree in genetics and started to do research, realized that was boring as heck, and I much prefer people. So the next step with getting a degree was to think about medicine. So sitting in a lab and spending your day looking in a microscope wasn't what you wanted to do for the rest of your life. No, no, it was not. (laughs) Tell me about your chickens. I gather you're harvesting eggs. Yes, I've got seven chickens. We get six to seven eggs per day uh, when we don't have a lot of them brooding. They're a lot of fun. And chickens live how long? Um, they're good layers for a couple of years. And then they're dinner. Uh, well, yes. Long stew pot. <laughs> At that point, they're kind of tough. <laughs> ah, well, I, uh, the idea of summertime, raising chickens, whatever it may be, brings up the topic that uh, you wanted to begin with, and that's summer first aid kit. Uh, most of us, unless we were Boy Scout, Girl Scouts, or 4-H members, really don't know a lot about first aid. Well, and that's true. Um, being prepared. This is one of those things where when I started to do my own kit, I was thinking about all the crazy scenarios. What if somebody severs a finger or, you know, there's a cardiac arrest in front of me? What do we do? Um, But there's just some simple things to be thinking about. And the first thing you want to do is think about what kind of container you want to put this first aid kit in. And if it's a bag, I recommend making sure that you have some really good long zipper pulls because when you're in an emergency situation and your hands are sweaty and they're not working like they should, you want to be able to grab and get in there very quickly. The other thing that you want to do is make sure that you have your address clearly marked on there. God forbid you have to have somebody else calling 911 for you. You want them to be able to know exactly where you are. Make sure that you have a printout with your medications, medical problems in there, any DNR paperwork. And then the basics of what you want to have in it are um, like a basic first aid kit. You want some gauze. 
Specifically, the American Red Cross suggests um, two absorbent compress dressings, adhesive cloth tape, and we pick cloth tape because it's much gentler on the skin, especially older skin that's more fragile. Um, you want some three by three sterile gauze pads, four by four sterile gauze pads, about five of each, some roller bandages that you can use to wrap up compression dressings that can help hold things tight. And then, especially with the heat, make sure that you have some oral rehydration solution available. That can be something simple like Pedialyte or one of the mixes that are powdered that you can put into water in short order just to help with preventing dehydration. Like a sugar-free Gatorade? Right, yes. Um, it's funny, I've seen TV ads now where they're marketing Pedialyte to adults. The theory was, hey, I had it when I had kids, what, why do I need it now? <laughs> right, it's a funny thought, but it does work for everybody. And then what else would you want in that first aid kit? What about a tweezers and, and, a, and a needle to get splinters out? So glad you brought that up. Try to avoid the needle. Um, but having some tweezers, and I would suggest a magnifying glass, because I don't know if you've ever tried to get one of those really teeny tiny things out, but a magnifying glass comes in handy having that close by. And here's another little hack. If you put some glue, craft glue on your finger um, and let it dry and rip it off in the, dire uh, the opposite direction of the splinter, it will come out easy and not require tweezers. Wow. Hold that thought. I want to let folks know who may have just joined us. You're listening to Docs in a Pod. I'm Ron Aaron talking with our very special guest, Dr. Ruth Adele. And Dr. De Adele is with USMD Burleson Clinic in Burleson, Texas. It's summertime, and we're talking about that first aid kit uh, that can, in many ways, not only ease minor scrapes and scratches, but can prove to be a lifesaver. We were talking about getting splinters out uh, and summertime, uh, especially if folks are going to the pool, uh, there are risks of uh, falling and slipping and, and banging yourself around. Uh, what do you recommend in that kit to try to help with those problems? Well, a triangular bandage can help with if you need to make a sling or immobilize something. Um, Having a, a instant cold pack that you can break up and use would be great. Tylenol for aches and pains. And we even use a lot of Voltaren gel, which is a topical anti-inflammatory. Just having that handy to apply directly or lidocaine gel can help too. It's lidocaine, you said? Mm -hmm. There's lidocaine gel and then Voltaren gel, which is diclofenac. Interesting. Both available over the counter. And then... Uh, I know there's some locations where you may be, may have an automatic defibrillator. Uh, are you recommending that people consider that purchase for their homes in case the heart stops, you can bang it into service again? If you can have one available, that's always great. They're expensive. They, they can be. Another thought is, you know, CPR, hands-free CPR is being trained in that just takes, you can watch a video, a couple minute long video and be able to do that in a pinch. So and it's a lot changed, less. They've yes. changed CPR, have they not? So you don't yes. have to do mouth to mouth anymore, just compressions? Compressions. Um, it's in a situation where it, people are less likely to do it because of how intimidating doing those rescue breaths and timing everything out, just doing hands-free without rescue breaths is okay. 
And how about learning first aid uh, as a individual, either a senior, a caregiver? Uh, wh- where can you learn how to use the stuff that's in that kit? There are classes offered at YMCA's. You can watch online um, classes that are put on uh, by the American Red Cross or um, all sorts of people. Um, and obviously, it's best to do that before you need to know it. Amen. Absolutely. <laughs> so if uh, uh, you're faced with an issue, uh, you'll have some rudimentary knowledge on what to do. Let's take an example, uh, because falls are such a huge problem, especially for seniors. Uh, let's say your significant other or, or the care recipient, if you're a caregiver, is walking along trips, falls, and you think breaks an arm or a leg, what do you do? Um, number one, immobilize, and then you need to call 911 and have them come and evaluate. Instead of, hey, get up and walk it off, you'll be fine. <laughs> I can't tell you how many patients I've had show up in the clinic and they have a broken ankle or <laughs> something and really? they're toughing it out. Yes. And so don't hesitate to call 911. Call 911, call your doctor, uh, call somebody that can come and help you get up. You don't want to be falling again. And let's talk a little bit about uh, summertime and the incredible heat that we're facing in Texas, in Florida, in Arizona, in Mississippi, and all across the country. Heat stroke is one of those silent killers. It can sneak up on you, right? Absolutely. So what do you tell your patients? Number one, tell them to stay well hydrated. And that's different for everybody. But making sure that you're urinating a light straw color every few hours is kind of a good rule of thumb. Making sure that you're not thirsty. Try to stay out of the heat when it's the worst um, after two, like 2 to 4 p.m. Um, making sure that you're adequately cooled. I, When we were doing COVID and I was outside in my gown, we had an ice vest, which sounds ridiculous, but it worked great. Um, the wet bandanas that you can put around your neck can help keep you cool. Having a cold drink with you. And if you're going out walking or hiking, make sure that you're taking with you plenty of water. And if you don't drink sufficient amount of water when you're out in the heat, what does it do to your body? It'll start to shut down. Um, you blood pressure goes down, you get lightheaded. Um, it starts to affect your kidneys, your heart. Your temperature goes up, that affects processes further, and then eventually you can get sick enough that you die. You can die. Yes. And what are the symptoms? Because a lot of folks, uh, especially if they're retirees or have time off, uh, will spend time outside gardening, uh, not paying enough attention to the weather and the heat. What are the symptoms that you might be in trouble from the heat? Any weakness? lightheadedness, dizziness. Those are the first things that I have patients notice. And I tell my older patients, do not ignore it. If that is something that you're starting to feel, it is time to get out, get into the shade, get into the house, get cooled down, get some water into you. Instead of saying to yourself, hey, I'm just being a weenie. I can stay out here. None of us want to say that we can't do something. And if you have 
overheated yourself, how do you know when you need medical attention? If you are not recovering, if you have lightheadedness, dizziness, you're not able to stand. If you are um, drinking fluids and it doesn't seem to be getting better, the lightheadedness, the, the fatigue, um, it's it's time. Hold that thought. We're going to come right back to you. And I want to talk a little bit about mosquito bites and other stinging insects. And in that first aid kit, what we can have in there to try and treat those bites. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our special guest, Dr. Ruth Adell. You find her at the USMD Burleson Clinic in Burleson, Texas. You're listening to Docs in a Pod. Hi, it's Drew Pearson from my friends at WellMed. As a Hall of Famer, I love it when a quarterback and receiver have a great connection. You can be part of a great connection too. Connecting WellMed's high-quality healthcare with the highest-rated Medicare Advantage plan helps you focus on staying healthy. Call 210-436-6005 or visit wellmedhealthcare.com slash connect. Drew Pearson is a paid spokesperson. Other plans are accepted. For full enrollment details, visit medicare.gov. We're so pleased you've stuck with us right here on Docs in a Pod. Olivia Rahman, who is our pinch hit co-host today, filling in for Dr. Tamika Perry, has been in a meeting and finally was able to join us. We're delighted for that. She's a nurse practitioner at the Wilmot at Ninth Avenue Clinic in St. Petersburg, Florida. And uh, our special guest, Dr. Ruth Adele, is with us as well. We've been talking about summer heat, summer diseases, summer bugs, summer bites, and that first aid kit that can help save a life. And before we jump back to Dr. Adele, uh, Olivia, we're glad you could join us. I'm sure with some of your patients, you see the impact of heat stroke, for example, uh, where they spend too much time outside. Sure, Ron. Good to be here, by the way. Glad to finally made it on. Um, most of my patient population happens to be, you know, 65 and up. And um, they're just a little bit more prone to having issues in the hot sun, especially in Florida, where I live. So not surprising in our summer. What do you tell them about heat? Um, so mostly, you know, limit time outside in the hot, hot heat. It's, I think, in the 90s today. Um, drink plenty of water. That's something I say all the time, not just in the summer, but make sure to stay hydrated. Find shade when you can. Wear hats and, you know, the, those little fans you can carry around. Just whatever you can do to make sure you stay cool, even in the hot heat, is for the best. Now, I want to pick up with something we were talking about a couple of minutes ago with Dr. Adele Ruth. Uh, it, it is weather, if you're a mosquito, that is wonderful. You get some damp, wet nights. You get some puddles you can lay your eggs in. And the next thing you know, mosquitoes are absolutely everywhere. How do you prevent mosquito bites? And what do you do if you have one? Number one, use some insect repellent, something containing DEET. Cover up. Wearing long sleeves, long pants can help. But if you do get bit, you can use some hydrocortisone topically take some Benadryl or an ice cube or an ice pack works really well too. Just holding that on the bite for five, 10 minutes. And that'll reduce the itching. Mm -hmm, it does. 
See, our grandmothers always told us, don't scratch a bite. Impossible not to do, right? It is. But if you slap it, sometimes that helps a little bit. And it's not quite as, uh, this, you don't stir up as much of the histamine when you're Oh, uh, the Dr. Adele treatment, slap it. <laughs> Slapping. <laughs> That's what I tell my kids. <laughs> and then, and we also, this time of year, although a lot of bees have been threatened uh, by a variety of diseases, they're still around, fortunately, uh, bees and wasps and other stinging insects. Is the treatment the same as with the mosquito bite? You can use an ice pack. First thing you want to do is get that stinger out if possible. Using a credit card can help you scrape that out. Um, you can use ice and Benadryl, but if you are, if you're somebody that has a very severe reaction, you may need to have an EpiPen in your uh, emergency pack, your first and aid the, kit. The, the severe reaction is you simply can't breathe. Mm -hmm. Anaphylaxis, can't breathe. EpiPens are very expensive these days. There are cheaper alternatives. You just have to talk to your doctor about it. Right. Uh, and uh, if you're uh, uh, concerned about other insects that are out there, and of course, uh, living as uh, Olivia Raman does in the, in the state of Florida, every insect known to human beings is there ready to bite you. Texas is no exception. We've got plenty of them. And around the country, because of climate change and, and increasing weather changes, there are more and more insects uh, that you haven't been aware of before. If you have been bitten by an insect, you think, uh, is it time to call your PCP? If you're having a mild reaction, that's something that you can handle at home. But if you feel like it's a more severe problem, um, I have patients who get a bee sting and their entire hand swells up. It's not really an anaphylactic reaction, but it's a it's a significant reaction that needs maybe some steroids or something to help them through it. Um, if it's a severe reaction, you're calling, giving yourself an injection, calling 911, going to the hospital. And Olivia, what kind of insect bites are you seeing down in Florida? Um, so not so much in my area about ticks, but ticks definitely are found in Florida. I found one on my dog one time, so that can be serious. But, um, you know, if you do find yourself with a tick bite, you want to make sure to pull it out. And I think it's straight out, not, you know, sideways um, with some tweezers and make sure nothing's left in you. Um, and then... You know, something I've heard, too, if you get a bug bite and you're not quite sure maybe what the bug was, um, if you're able to, you know, bring the bug in to maybe an urgent care or to your primary care, they, we can help you identify if you, you know, can capture the bug. Um, but we can help identify what it was so we can help with treatment as well. Grab the bug and bring it to your doctor if you can. If you can, <laughs> you know, in a container. Don't just, you know, but <laughs> if you can. Oh. As mm -hmm. opposed, as opposed to bringing it in your hand. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you got to spell it out. Yeah. As you think about uh, the kinds of summertime issues that people are facing, Dr. Adele, well, what are the most frequent complaints you get from patients? In the summertime, chiggers right now, big problem. Um, what is that? A chigger, chigger bites. Ah. Those are no seams. You can't really see chiggers. Can't see them, and they itch like crazy. And it takes a week or so for it to calm down. 
really bad right now. Bites are one of the biggest things and sunburns. Sunburns are another issue. In fact, uh, what do you recommend to treat sunburn? A gel, some sort of topical gel with aloe vera is going to be most helpful, probably. And then any kind of uh, over-the-counter medication you can take to stop the, the feeling, the burn? Tylenol can help okay. with the pain, for sure. And in severe cases, you can talk to your primary care doctor. There are medications that we can give you, like sometimes steroids will help. Really? Mm-hmm. And of course, we worry about skin cancer as a result of sunburn. Yes. You need to lather up with an SPF every day. And then we end up very low in vitamin D. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> right. You show me a senior, I'll show you someone low in vitamin D. Amen to that. But that's easier to treat than a sunburn or skin cancer. Yes, this is true. Interesting. And as you think about Olivia Raman, the summertime first aid kit, we've gone over a number of items that are in there. Uh, we haven't talked a lot about other than you can take a course and you can look online where to get trained. Uh, can you as a nurse practitioner or, or one of your PCPs help people know what to do as a first aid administrator? Um, so I guess in the sense of, you know, light wound care, we can probably help people learn how to do those kind of things. Um, but in the sense of like, maybe it wouldn't hurt for people to take CPR classes, if that's kind of what you're talking about, um, or learning how to, you know, splint things like a finger um, or a wrist or something. I'm sure there are classes out there. But if anybody ever has any questions, yeah, of course, you can ask your primary. Um, if you have, you know, family members with certain health conditions that you're worried about taking them, you know, maybe to the pool or the beach, uh, we could always give tips on how to keep your family members safe or keep yourself safe. And Dr. Dell, uh, when it comes to kids, whether they're grandkids or great grandkids or uh, your own kids, uh, many of them in, in the summer will fall off that jungle gym and break an arm. Yes. And again, don't hesitate to take them to get an x-ray rather than waiting a couple of days, assuming it's not broken. Absolutely. It's very easy with kids. I've been guilty of this myself, where you just tell them, pick them, you know, pick yourself up and you're going to be fine. And it's not fine. So having it get examined by a professional is a good idea. Uh, and very often, you're right, we'll, we'll say, hey, run it off. Mm -hmm. Can't hurt that <laughs> much, right? <laughs> yes. Now, as we, uh, we got about a minute and a half left. Olivia, when you think about uh, this time of year as we get into the summertime, uh, are the kinds of issues you face different than what you see during the winter when your patients come in to see you? Are there different complaints? Um, I don't know so much about my patients in particular. I do feel like people are probably a little more dizzy over the summer, probably more dehydrated, which, you know, makes you dizzy. Um, but one thing I, I do know, we were just talking about kids, and I used to be a pediatric nurse. Um, one of the things in the summer that's always a problem and a risk is drowning, especially for kids. So if you're yes. watching your grandkids, your nieces or nephews, um, please, please just monitor children around pools or on the beach, because um, those definitely spike over the summer. Well, we well, made sure so. to get our kids. We've got three young ones. Uh, they're now 10, 11, soon to be 12. Uh, we we mm -hmm. got them swimming lessons very early on, 
Uh, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they do it as infants now. Yeah, because it'll save their life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Dr. Adele, parting thoughts from you on getting ready for the summer? Mm. I don't know about getting ready for summer so much, but I was going to suggest that in our kits, we make sure we have scissors too for cutting up bandages mm-hmm. <laughs> and getting into mm-hmm. packages that you can't. <laughs> And then we know diet and exercise are so important. And for folks who say, you know, it's too hot to walk outside, find a shopping mall, right? Get in the covered mall. This will be a plug for Walmart. Lots of my patients go to the local Walmart and do laps. (laughs) Walk through the store. That's a great Mm -hmm. idea. Interesting. That'll probably work. Well, I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, uh, Olivia, you weren't on when we talked about Dr. Adele's chickens. She's got seven egg-laying chickens. Unfortunately, you're in Florida where she could provide you with a lot of eggs if you're (laughs) up there in your Burleson, Texas. If I'm I'm ever in Texas. (laughs) Think about it. Six or seven eggs a day times now. It's not every day, but times 300 days. That's a lot of eggs. That's awesome. (laughs) Hey, Ruth, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. This was fun. Well, you take care. And for Olivia Rahman, nurse practitioner, I'm Ron Aaron. Thanks so much for joining us on Docs in a Pod. Executive producers for Docs in a Pod are Dan Calderon and Leah Madrano. Our producer is Natalie Ibarra. And associate producer is Isaac Wilker. Thank you for listening to Docs in a Pod, presented by WellMed. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And be sure and tune in next week for another edition of Docs in a Pod with Dr. Tamika Perry and Ron Aaron.